This episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, is brought to you by Amasta Design. Servicing clients domestic and international, Amasta is here to help you through the different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to amastadesign.com. Amasta, spelled A-M-A-S-T-A, design.com. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Slope-based business that can help you print books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press, an eco-friendly printing company. Go to www.rollingpress.com. Rolex Creations, formerly Roro Cakes, a boutique paper floor shop creating unique custom-made blooms for your events, weddings, dinner parties, and or office or home decor. Check out Rolex Creations, spelled R-O-L-U-X-E, Creations, on Instagram and on Facebook. Last but not least, Pancake Studios, cuffing your audio recordings, production, mixing, and mastering needs. Pancake Studios, set at the heart of Brooklyn, also happens to be the home of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. And when we started the podcast, Jonathan made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Whether you're a musician, filmmaker, working in media like podcasting, look no further than Pancake Studios. Go to www.pancakestudios.net. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. Welcome back. This is to be continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passion. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. And we're going to have some fun here today, aren't we? Beautiful Pancake Studios, as always. I'm Miguel Alejandro Velez. I'm Edward Ding. We are indeed the Selino Barnes of podcasts. <laughs> Chilino, is it Chilino or Selino? Selino and I have the hat. That's all that matters. I have the hat, so that makes me eight hundred eight. Selino or Barnes? I don't. <laughs> well, one's bald. Again, all I have to remind you is that Jacoby sued Myers. <laughs> is Selino and Barnes? Is that nationwide or is it like local on the East Coast? I, I would. You know, I think Jacoby and Myers might have been local and then went like national. Oh, really? And I think Selino and Barnes might be the same. Like. Might be like yeah. the same. For those of you who don't know, uh, Selena and Barnes, they're a, I think, a multi million dollar legal, uh, le- uh, legal attorney corporation. Better call Saul type deal. Yeah, and is these that, guys, uh, they are all over the place. They're, what is it? What is it? Here's my question. Why is it that, like, high priced trial attorneys get to a point where some of them start, like, I need an affectation, I need, like, a look? <laughs> like uh like okay like so, Johnny Cochran. Uh the Johnny Cochran, yeah, he kinda yeah, he, he, had he, had, he had a he had a look. Right. Um who's uh who's who's the one um uh Cussler? Uh a Kunstler? Ch- Chandler, you mean? Right. Uh oh god, I'm, uh, Clive Cussler. I'm trying to remember the the, the the he's a famous attorney, trial attorney. And he, he also he also had this whole weird like he had like these long, super long sideburns, long like oh. balding white dude. Gray well, hair. I mean, if you want to really, who was the guy who used to have the 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 buckskin jacket? Remember, 
Let's I'm, not forget about Harvey Birdman too. Yeah, well, that's a whole injury attorney. <laughs> you know, um, the one. I mean, if you want to bleed into entertainment, the one that really comes to mind is, and again, it's parody, right? So it's like Jackie Childs. Jackie Childs, you know. But I'm saying there we got nothing, nothing. nothing. <laughs> Jackie Childs. Uh, I can't follow that. Um, now, welcome did, to the summer, by the way. How did we? Uh, how did we get on Bionic Six, Ed? We parked. The, we 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 parked the car. That was a sharp turn. I guess no. We started talking about something. No, no. We 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 talked about. We because this guy gets into the car, he's got the hat and and he's got a lollipop and he's sucking the lollipop. As soon as he gets into the car, my first <laughs> words were hey, Kojak Junior. Hey, what's up, Kojak Junior? Like Junior. who's lo who loves you, baby? Who loves you, baby? All right, and uh, I know plenty of you out there don't know who Kojak is, and I barely know who Kojak is. <laughs> I was born in '74, and Kojak, I probably was two or three when he when he, when he came out. Uh, Kojak is uh, one of the most iconic TV detectives out there, um, played by <laughs> Telly Savalas. <laughs> can I? Can I? All right, I'm going to embarrass someone out there right now. All right, uh, my mom. When I was growing up, don't I, tell me that Juliet found him like. Well, as hot you know, stuff. as you know, Kojak was one of those shows that was on syndication late night, right? locally channel 5 channel 11 usually or channel 9 and it was one of those shows that would be on like 11:30 at night and my mom would drift off to sleep so yes my mom had erotic fantasies must have had really strange dreams hold on telly savalas why would your mom tell you about her erotic my fantasies cuz it's my mom this can we get her on the phone right now <laughs> <laughs> hold on. you want to get her get... on speaker can we yeah can we can we just Pause for a second. Uh, like for one, I, two, I really. Three, like, do you have the connection? We have to do. Okay, the so we went to the. We went to the. <laughs> we went to the, 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 the. All the lengths to get my mama actually on the phone since we were talking about Telly Savalas, which is unplanned. <laughs> which was unplanned. Well, a little planned. <laughs> oh, by the way, so so Juliet, this is how it happened. Your son gets into my car and he's wearing the hat, his straw hat. I've got one of the uh -huh. lollipops from yesterday from the communion. He's wearing okay. the jacket. He's wearing the jacket, and first thing uh -huh, he, first uh -huh. thing I say when he gets in the car is, uh, "Kojak Junior." Uh -huh. Kojak Junior. Who uh -huh. loves you, baby? Uh -huh. That's exactly what I say. Right. Which, right. which spins us off into Kojak, into the fact that I want to make a new Kojak series. I think it can be done. <laughs> well, that's besides the point. You mentioned something about your mom, and that's that's why Juliet, you're on right now with us <laughs> oh no he didn't oh no he did not <laughs> so i hereby i hand it off to you sir whoa whoa no no you, you, I, you want, okay. I did i did volunteer that information right. i can't deny that I. and what was it that you said before before i we... know i know what he what he, he, he was it about a dream yes that's burning kojak yes now, okay, I'm going to speak for your son. I'm going to speak okay. for Miguel. Miguel says, and this is what really prompted everything. Miguel says, uh, my mom had a, an erotic dream about Telly Savalas. And I go, hold on. Why would your mom share with you her erotic dreams? That is just about some of the, that's really outlandish. I don't know any mother who but, shares but, but now you see Ed, you see Ed, here's the, the thing. Of course, is I'm not lying. 
Yeah, I know. I'm I not lying. The woman is on. You can tell from I her reaction. The so, woman is... Juliet, um, I'll... I'll pass the baton. Yeah, so just remind, just remind them that <laughs> Co- that Kojak used to be on late night. Was like eleven thirty, right. like in, in New York let City. Me, let me let, let, let me come to my own defense about Kojak. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be on late late night, you know, in New York every night. I think around eleven o'clock, and that's when I used to go to bed. And consequently, mm. I used to fall asleep almost nightly with Kojak. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> somewhere in the midst of the night, <laughs> I happened. <laughs> I had this dream, and throughout the whole dream, and I tell you, I did not share with my son the details. But what I did tell <laughs> was, throughout the whole thing, he kept saying, "Who loves you, baby?" And I kept saying, "I do, I do." <laughs> and and that, that's all. I'll, that's what I'll say about that. I do. And there, there, of course, is your belated Happy Mother's Day message to all of you out there. <laughs> TVC wishes... Yes, for all the world to hear. <laughs> all the world. Uh, <laughs> now, I, yeah, think... I want you to know something about Kojak in, in, in the day. You know, uh, uh, well, a lot of women don't like these old men and this and that. And he wasn't a particularly handsome man, but he had... A charisma, you know. That's exactly, he had a, that's he really exactly what the, he had a greasy charm. There was yeah, yeah. I, there was this thing about Kojak, even as the character, which was even though he's Natalie dressed, you know, so well dressed. Yes. There's yes. a oh, there's a there's a there's a little bit of sleaze. There's a little bit of <laughs> you know, like you like. You, so what you're really he's saying gonna is that get the job done is what I'm saying. So what you're really, <laughs> really saying is that. Uh, well, 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 I'm I'm not making any comment about getting any jobs done. Okay? <laughs> so, so what you're really saying, Juliet, is Mike Velez oh. is not yes. the father of Miguel Velez. <laughs> it's, it's Kojak. It's, it's Kojak <laughs> through. It's, hey, listen. You know, now that you mention it, is he, that a cr- is that a bald crackness? <laughs> that was a bald crackness, you bastard. <laughs> through through the miracle that was a of crack about my baldness. Through the miracle of Star Wars super science. <laughs> And meaty chlorians. Yeah. Telly Zavallis <laughs> really impregnated I, I just, you. I just, uh, that was a crack against my baldness, and I don't know how to take it. I don't know how to take it. But, yeah, so, <laughs> so yes, we were, we, we. Oh, Miguel, you will be paying for this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh. That's all I'm going to say It's not a story that, anyone son. in the family didn't already know about. Mondays, right? Yeah, Gar- it's, it's true, but. Now it's like the whole world. You're you're listening public. I mean, I you know. <laughs> ah, mom, you don't got that much more time anyway. We just deliver it. Don't worry about it. Well, <laughs> another another reason oh, goodness, to love Mondays as uh, as Garfield hates you Mondays. Guys. Yeah, we love him today. But thank you very much, Julia. Thanks, for, thanks mom, welcome. for the quick. <laughs> It was worth it. Nice was, to talk to you guys. It was worth the, 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 the setup. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mom. Love you. All right. Love say, you too. Say, yeah, bye, say bye. Bye, Ed. Bye. Bye, bye. bye John. Bye. There you have it. Meet uh, Glorians. This whole this whole experience must be painful right now for you. <laughs> As Ed keeps insisting on like bringing up. I'm just saying that the woman, I, she'll never not tell you the truth, Ed. She'll never not tell you the truth. Mothers. And, and there she was. She was just like, hey, Telly Savalas. <laughs> it's a, you know, I don't know if it was the baldness. I don't know if it was the lollipops. I just. 
Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank welcome God to our <laughs> welcome. We got the podcast. Our, now, how did now, review show. now we yes the, the, the today is our Deadpool two review show which we will get to, uh, but uh, we also have <laughs> some other right. things. We have some other business to get to because yeah. we spun off of that conversation in the car. We we went cool. into like theme songs and then what we got was no. We were talking about. The something you, we were talking about nostalgia. That's mm-hmm. what it was, right. and we were, to, we were how we were uh, were getting. You were getting into that. I'm getting full of it phase, right? And that you were getting it, and I'm t- and I was always giving you my whole why. Oh yeah, and, and then and then like some like if they um, if they were, was it like how would they have translated Bionic Six? No, uh, no, 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 no. It was, you know, again, we were talking about oh, nostalgia, all this other crap that we got to do. And I got into um, Gotcha Man. We got into Gotcha Man. Oh, right. Right. And you're like, and you're Gotcha Man. I said, well, what one right. of the differences, you know, I, I agree that we're getting overloaded. but some of it is that there's also when it is nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia and there's nothing else going on. And I said, you know, there is a difference between Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, any of the things that have been popular the last 40 years, and, say, Power Rangers, where Power Rangers is not about anything. Power Rangers has is not, like, there are no grand characters. It's no Twilight themes. Zone. It's no Twilight Zone. There's no morals to be learned. But, no, well, well John, let me, let me ask you, you're of the generation of that. now. I remember Power Rangers right. quite well. All right, so now, again... There's no big story. The There's only big story is the Green Ranger. Right. Everyone, uh, by the way. Into the White Ranger. Right. Yeah. Someone actually. a long-haired ponytail. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. Highlander. There's one of these things where those two stories, the Green Ranger being introduced and then his change from green to white, which are apparently the only two things any Power Rangers fans can ever like point to as mm, like. Yeah. Oh, stuff an arc, changed. An arc, right. Then arc things happened. And the only, and of course, the obvious racism. You know, the Asian <laughs> girl playing the yellow. Is this the yellow ranger. Yeah. Uh, that's called sub. Black, that's subtext. That's subtext. The black guy plays the, the black, black ranger. ranger. Well, I made the comparison <laughs> that um, something like Gachaman, which is the mother of all of these properties. Yeah, Gachaman, which we here in America we know as Battle of the Planets, you know, and then you put me to the challenge. What is that about? I said the same thing. I said, here's one of these things wherein (laughs) you couldn't even name one. I I said, what is? I said, (laughs) I said, give me one story, one episode, a story of Gachaman, Battle of the Planets, Eagle Riders, whatever the hell they've been called over the years, and you were like, I, I said. I, can you name? Can you name There's, the characters? Uh, <laughs> and then they were like, and I get, and I and name me something about them. There's and Jason, not just the name. Jason the. Uh, I said Joe the Han the, Solo. Of the, you can't of just the say Joe the Eagle, and like Joe the no, Conda. Joe, Joe Joe the Condor, and he's like he's uh, he's the Han Solo of the group. He's the Han Solo of the group. He's the dark <laughs> one. And I said that could have been applied to anything. It's like uh, he's yeah, a I dark loved, one. I loved, uh, I, I man, I love Cheers. You know, uh, oh yeah, you like Cheers? What do you remember about it? I loved it. It was great. Uh, so tell me about Woody. Woody, Woody he he's was the Han Solo uh, of the group. He was the Han Solo of the group, <laughs> right? But um, and we got to Gotcha Man and said that you know there's this sort of thing where it's like, again, you, no one can tell you what it's about, but its appeal is not about that. Its appeal is about is <laughs> almost purely aesthetic. 
it's the costuming yeah. and, and the setup that 70s hair and fashion uh, and the concept, ooh, teenagers transform and become science ninjas. Okay. But uh, you, no, one, no one can tell you anything about that. It's, and about, it's about kicking the putties right in the certain spot. So they just, <laughs> that's right. And they just, <laughs> just like, it's like disintegrate fodder. once you hit right, right in the sweet spot. Yes. And so that then got us, that's what got us onto Bionic 6. We are a family. I fight for them. They fight for me. As close as we can be. Yeah, the Bionic Six. Which they suffered from He-Man syndrome because they went to this whole thing of saying, hey, here's this super transformation process that they go through. This transmogrification, this altering of their atoms, if you will. And all it did was change their clothes, and they looked ex- they looked like exactly what they were wearing before. And folks, if you... They, like, I, don't, I don't blame you if you don't know who Bionic 6 are. The Bionic are. 6 are. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. But you know, if you were of a, of a certain age, Bionic 6, they were pretty rather short-lived, right? If you were under the age of 13... In in 1986, the Bionic Six was huge. It was like, oh my! God. I don't know if "huge" is a word. If not '86, then '87. Nah, they remember there was like remember they had the their toys. That one of their big selling points was they were diecast. They had the diecast toys, and when you put the Bionic guy into the vehicles, it, that was their Bionics on. The, well, the the, what, <laughs> the walk the takeaway from Bionic Six is that they're a, a multiracial. It's in the theme song, family. Ed. It's in the theme yeah, song. Yeah, so that's true. They are family. family. They fight for them. They fight they for, for me. me. As close as, as they can, can be. be. From high high the mountains, mountains and deep, deep in the, the sea. sea. The bionic, Bionic's like Bionic, bionic six. six. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the other the other verse is, if you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. I gotta be a man, and I can't let it slide. <laughs> no, that, oh, that's the Hulk Hogan theme yes. song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, the Bionic Six was, you, you said, uh, the only way I'll, strangely multiracial. Multiracial. The way strangely. I would describe it is, it's, it's like, imagine uh, if uh, it were Seventh Heaven, and it's like... In, in, <laughs> In, With science, it's a it, you know where they decided to adopt I mean, I, a black be, kid, yeah, an it, Asian kid. It, Meanwhile, they have already had two two kids of their own. Seventh it, Heaven meets uh, uh, Captain Planet. It's. It's the Angelina Jolie Brad Pitt family with superpowers. Well, the they died, right? They died, and they were resurrected by. Yeah, yeah, that's you reminded like me of that one. You were all like, you were like, I just want to remind you, Miguel, that they died. They died. <laughs> that's how they they are resurrected corpses. By, given superpowers by, by this super science. this scientist, and that's why I said, yeah, they do kind of lean into. That part of the intro, because they have the song, <laughs> and then they have like the voiceover guy who was the voice of the the professor who resurrected them. Now right. he was like, "It's like a family brought together by fate," and I was like, "Science and and given and given powers by the miracles of modern technology." And I'm going like, "He's le- he is leaning pretty hard into that fate." <laughs> Part of it, mm-hmm. so he like, died. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. Were, they died. They were resurrected. They were given cybernetic um, parts and resurrected. The father is think of like a Reed Richards. He was oh, he was already active as a super. Oh, he was already active. And that was the thing is that the rest of the family then get and it's like you've got to save my family. Mom Do the same thing was that the illusionist. 
She had psychic powers. Psychic powers, okay. And, and I think that it, that meant she could see long distances. The the sun, the white sun. The sports, white, the sports white one. sun. Sports one. <laughs> you know that that is exactly the how sun. the kids <laughs> teared them when you were nine if you're, and, and 87. Hey you're like, I want to be the white sun. If you're Asian, <laughs> you have to tell them apart. And uh, you got... White one, come over here. Do you think that that's the, the father bionic one? Hey, yo, Asian one, come over here. I really think we should come up with different code sports names. Sports one was a jock. Sports one um, the, was, was, was the jock, yes, son, the natural born son. Right. Then the natural born daughter was rock one. Rock one, and she was a party girl. She was the party girl, the and party her, girl. she had sonic powers. The black one. Who was IQ. He was, he was the brainy one. Yes, he was the All genius right. one. And then, of course, we get to karate one. He's yes. the Asian kid. He's the Asian. And I kid. said, and I said, wait, 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 we we got into some conversation about it, and we said, yeah, and where did these the the two ethnic kids come from? And I said, ah, we never really got IQ's story, but there were like two episodes dedicated. I said, but Kenji had his own story. <laughs> And, and I turned to him and I said, we can never do this podcast ever again. We're ending this friendship right now. You just name dropped one of the Bionic 6 kids' names. I, it's sort and of like his, a, And his origin in one fell I, swoop. I fanboy judo swiped you. He, yeah, he <laughs> swept the leg on me and I was like, we can't do this ever again. Uh, by the way, that it, might be why this is such a freewheeling episode. Yeah. This is the last episode. We can't go forward after that. I can't top that. If this is your he Abbey Road. He, he, this is her Abbey speaking, Road. Speaking of nostalgia. <laughs> speaking of nostalgia. Um, I th we're already like two weeks after the fact. Three weeks after the fact. Um, if you haven't seen it, go watch Cobra Kai. Go watch it. <laughs> it is excellent. And by the way, I think it's gotten a hundred a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Not and who did you say matters. was behind it again? The guy who brought you Harold and Kumar. Oh, oh who right, also right. brought you? Um, no, Guantanamo Bay. Harold uh, Kumar. He was the one who, um, who, I guess, took up the property. Oh, all and right. uh, Ralph Macchio was in it. Um, I just want to apologize to that actor, by the way, uh, who plays. Hey, Johnny. I'm racist. The Asian guy, <laughs> Harold. <laughs> the Asian guy. Harold. John Cho. John Cho. I want to apologize to John Cho oh. because about 15 years ago or 10 years ago. Okay. <laughs> I saw um, White Castles. Loved it. My friends loved it. Uh, me and me and Ed loved it. And unfortunately, you know, I'm a kid and I saw him on the street. Did you Soho. really? Yeah, I saw him in, on, in Soho. But instead of trying to figure out who, who he is, is, what's his right. name. Harold, who's Harold, who's Pomar. No, instead, I'm just like the stupid kid <laughs> a block away. And hey, that's Harold! 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 <laughs> and like, we well, catch up. Well, well, I gotta say, if you were saying it like that, he was thinking a lynch party was coming from. Yeah. So, Harold! So, oh my god, it's Harold! They're, so, just, they're just beating on so we get, Harold! So we, <laughs> so we get close. We get close, and he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm oh, you did he really do yeah. that? He's like, I'm Harold. Wow. I was like, you're funny. He's like, I know. I'm funny. Thanks, man. I'm like, great. Well, have a great day. Anyway, I just now, you know, wow. now that I'm older, that was the, really the, bad for him. See, that and feels, I just want to apologize. I, see, I, I actually props to him. <laughs> props to Cho because yeah. he feels it feels to me like Cho was like the future. He was, he was taking that energy and just shooting it right back at you. He was like, yeah. 
I'm Harold. Yeah. I'm sure there might be something subliminal <laughs> when he plays um, uh, Hikaru Sulu, like years years into the future. Like I don't know, maybe there's some something subliminal that he says, this kid, you know, kind of like traumatized. Kind of tra- yeah, he traumatized <laughs> me. Did you turn Sulu gay? With that Did, moment, was that what I happened? I think that's. I think that's what that happened. That was the moment. That mm-hmm. was the moment. He had the realization. And then we started sword fighting. Oh, okay. Ooh, hey, no, hey, not hey, pork no. sword fighting. <laughs> wait, fencing. Wait, 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 wait. The views of to not, be continued not are not to be reflected by sword fighting. The comments I mean, come on, Jonathan Vergara. Ed, Ed, that's what you were. Kenji implying. had his own family. <laughs> Kenji had his own family. <laughs> Kenji had his own family. <laughs> Anyway, All right, uh, we. My apologies. Yes, we. Now that we've got the giggles and the sillies out, um, uh, before we get to our Deadpool review, uh, we have to speak about uh, one of the losses that we had this week uh, in the world of the <laughs> fanboy culture that we've been living in for the last forty years. It's a pretty big loss. Um, I would have to say that again, people of a certain age, you just. You grew up with this person as this character for so long, and uh, someone online said this week, uh, someone I interacted with on uh, Superhero Hype said, uh, I can't believe we've lost both the leads of Superman the movie, but we have. Obviously, Christopher Reeve uh, passed away a long time back, but we learned that uh, Margot Kidder passed away. Uh, how old was uh, was uh, Margot Kidder? Um she was born in 48, so she died at 69. Um, and I, you know, as a child growing up, you know, this stuff, Superman the movie, we're talking about Richard Donner's uh, um, film. Epic. The, the one that really puts everything on the map without Superman the movie, and even the sequel. I, I will. We I, really, I, I honestly we will argue that would not be here. Yeah, that there that you could argue that Superman the movie from, from, from is the mo- single most influential comic book superhero movie, right? And of it's, all time, Margot Kidder's performance is very much indicative of that too, because she pl- played Lois. It's a very. I've said on. Um, I put on an Instagram when it when it occurred, and I said that her Lois Lane is the most definitive. Lois Lane, cinematic Lois Lanes of all Lois Lanes. And I think that's very telling and that a lot of giants have stood on her, even her as a giant as well. A lot of people have stood on her as a giant or recognize that. The, what perform- she the performance that, is bedrock. The performance is bedrock. What she did, what the character, you don't have to necessarily do an impression of her nope. as the character, but there are aspects, elements that she brought that are baked in now that you expect to have in Lois Lane. Uh, and I told you that um, days we, we hadn't been able to talk uh, until like days later mm. after she passed away. Mm. Um, I had replayed over and over the balcony scene on oh, YouTube. Oh, right, right, yeah. And the balcony scene was just like, wow, magic. Yeah, it, it, Putting aside that, yeah, there's camp in it and... It doesn't have that... Uh, how big are you? I mean, <laughs> how tall are you? <laughs> and it, you see how it's a very... It's iconic. And it's a very different... Fl- it's Yes, it's a very different flavor from what 
um, guys like uh, Nolan or uh, Snyder brought in to to Tim Burton. It's, yeah, it's, it's very, but it, it's also very well. We comic book perfection. Yeah, Super in the movie is comic book perfection. That's that's just I, I will always defend that film as uh, uh, just on the fact that it is a faithful adaptation of the concept of Superman as it was at that time. Mm-hmm. I know there are lo- there are people who in the retroactive like to say, oh, it's too campy or I don't like that ending. Oh, even as a kid, I didn't like that ending. Bull pucky. Right, because so. uh, bull pucky. Because as a kid, you if you were of our time age, travel uh, is ridiculous in in in, in and of itself. In Avengers uh, Infinity War, right, right, right. right. So. But but not only that, it's it again is is, is the sort of thing where people go, well, like it doesn't make any any sense, and it doesn't make a lot of rational sense. It doesn't. Hmm. But it is within. If I were to ask my mother and my father at the time of that movie, and said, does this fall within the, your conception of the character? Yeah, Silver Age Superman. That's what the stories were like. You know, this was just that in a three dimension. Well, let's. And she was one of those parts of bringing it into the three dimensions. Um, Let's take the the, the, the helicopter scene. Oh, just. Okay. The The helicopter. Not the Thanos helicopter. Where Lois Lane is about, she's grabbing onto the, 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 the CB. For her dear life. And oh yeah, the she, the 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 wire for the, 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 wire. For the yeah, and uh, and she falls right off. Of it the, is a scary. It the, is a it is a legit exciting cliffhanger scary scene. feel. Yeah. It's she's a, she's falling off from the roof rooftop of the Daily Planet. <laughs> and, and again, there's so much wonderful camp. You get all the excitement of her and she, Margaret. Hey Kidder. man, that's one. That's one bad outfit. It starts out with her, like you said, really scary. Mm-hmm. The the angles, it looks she's you're getting that right. close up on her face, and she she is selling the hell yeah. out of it. And okay, so the little pillbox hat thing that she's got goes falling, you know, the whole crowd's and Clark Kent is walking out. There is something in so endearingly dorky about Christopher Reeves Clark Kent. And he picks up the hat, and he's looking at it, and he's like, oh, what's this here? I don't know. Well, oh, I wonder what's happening. Oh, my God. Lois is in trouble. <laughs> and, like, he goes scrambling forward to look, find a place. There are no full-sized uh, phone, telephone, booths telephone booths in New York anymore at the time. They, they give us that little bit. Uh, he does. We get the bad outfit thing. One of the few things from the original script, by the way, that survives, because the film had went through a massive rewriting of... You have drafts by Mario Puzo, drafts by um, yes, that uh, Mario uh, Puzo uh, uh, yeah, uh, from Godfather fame, drafts by a, a husband and wife team, and then um, Mankiewicz, who was Donner's uh, creative partner in this, he they rewrote it on the fly as well, mm. and so there was a lot more moments in that movie that was hey Jim, that's a bad outfit, than would have been had it not been Donner and Mankiewicz guiding that film the way they were guiding mm. it. So yeah, so you know, you we get that the rush up the 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 Superman's out on the town, he's revealed, and we get that he moment. swoops up, and and the words, uh, I've I've got you, and she says, you've got me, who's got you? <laughs> Those um, that trans that uh, uh, that interplay is just so magical. Yeah, they they nail it. They nail it. Right. You know, 
And and then what what's to follow after that, you know, is like it, it, it really sells to you the relationship that of pretty. Well, Richard, Don, Richard Donner has said, and again, Manquitz as well, again, uh, they've talked about how as long as you buy into that relationship mm-hmm. in the movie, as long as you buy into I I like this Superman I like this Lois Lane. I want to see these two kids get together. Right. The movie is sold. It's almost everything else is almost gravy at that point. And that's why looking for that duo was so important. And, you know, once they settled on their Christopher Reeve, they then, which, you know, it may, may have been the smartest thing that they could have done, which was they settled on the hero first. And who's going to be built around him? And, you know, the next one you got to get is... Lois Lane. It's got well. Mm-hmm. Who's he's got to have the interplay between these two characters? How's that going to work? And they went through a massive search for who was going to play Lois Lane, and a lot of people were on that list. Uh, Leslie Ann Warren. Um, uh, who else? Leslie Ann Warren. Uh, also from 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 also from Greece. I'm trying to remember. Oh. Um, uh. It looks like Elizabeth Taylor. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Stalker Channing. Stalker Channing. Right. Um, uh, I want to say Deborah, Deborah Winger. It was a... Wonder Girl Deborah Winger? <laughs> I want to say. It, it was a big... And what they did for the screen test was that was the scene, the scene on the, on the rooftop with Lois Lane and Superman, their first interview. That's what they did. So essentially they workshopped that scene for like a year straight. Mm. A lot of scenes they did, they, you know, and let's get it right. And to the point where you you pointed it out to me, you said, yeah, there's this moment where Superman sits just when he sits down and Reeve does this flip with the flip cape. Flip. As, yeah, he's like, I got I to gotta flip the cape over right. the, over <laughs> the, the, you know, the hand rest. And I said, yeah, I said, and he was like, it's just the most Superman moment of all. Is that simple little like he gets, you know. Yeah, this is this is just who I am. I'm Superman. It's because for a year he had been workshopping that scene, you know, just in the the building up phase. Right. Did you already mention that that scene in particular was used as the yes, the, as as again right. that was the screen test for for you know the uh, the back and forth. And what's interesting is is there's stuff in that that um, as you know, and anyone that may or may not know, Superman the movie and Superman two were filmed back to back. There's a lot of material um, that they filmed at the same time. So one of the other things that were part of the screen test is the scene in Superman 2, which didn't make it into because when Richard Donner got bounced from the, from it as director and they brought in Richard Lester as the director, um, they cut and rejiggered the scene. But when you talk about, oh, what's baked in now with Lois Lane, that she is so part of Lois Lane, there's something about her Lois Lane that is very much the comic classic Silver Age that always gets lost, and I will always bring this up, which is that Lois Lane is not stupid. She does make the connection. And they had this originally, again, as it was originally planned. Now, as you know, in Superman 2, they do this inane moment where Clark Kent trips over trips the, over the bear rug the, uh, and puts <laughs> his hand in the fire, and she says, oh, your hand didn't get burned. You're Superman. And it's like, uh, that's not the, I don't know what you're, I know what you're talking about, uh, Lois. <laughs> and it doesn't live up to the, the moment of 
where we see and that then he gets like we, we see that change <laughs> in the bow, in the rooftop scene where we talked about how he takes off the glasses for a moment mm -hmm. and he goes uh, Lois I really want to, and you see the change you see that difference between Clark Kent and Superman and that reveal of him putting his hand in fire it's just not worth that you know that it doesn't have the same payoff for that setup whereas the original idea was Yes, Lois puts it together. She's not stupid. She says, no, this guy is Superman. Right. And then what she does is she does the whole gambit with shooting him with a gun. <laughs> Which is a, such a Lois Lane thing to do. You know what I mean? It is like, no, I'm going to put all, I'm, I, I'm going all in on this. And she challenges him and she shoots him. And he has to reveal. And then she, he was like, well, what have you had done if Clark Kent had you know, hadn't been Superman and he had died and she was with his, she was like with a blank and it was a perfectly written way to make that reveal and then to not make her stupid it, because I, that was one of the things I didn't get that her Lois, other than the fact that her Lois Link could not type for shit, mm -hmm. that whole, or spell, how, or how spell. many, how many P's in rapist? <laughs> <laughs> um, now it's unfortunate that, um, uh, as the sequels, after two came along, um, her role is sort of diminished and also became. Well, I told you why that was. Three yeah, yeah, yeah. Three it's... occurred because she had been in a relationship with Richard Pryor, and unfortunately, he had been. They had wanted him to. I guess they wanted him to. Which? Oh my God! I, Superman three. How so odd a film. <laughs> As Superman three is, Richard and Pryor. you know she wasn't really in it. So you Richard can't really... Pryor, uh, Robert, um, what's his face, Robert uh, from the Man from Uncle. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking Robert, out his name. Uh, Robert. Uh... <laughs> Robert has yes, the way he used to speak. Robert, Man from Uncle. Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn. Yes, I ask you to kill Superman. You can, you can do that and one you can thing. Do that one um, so, uh, Mark Kidder. Uh, originally a Canadian American, um, was not only, um, other things that she was known for, uh, Amityville. Yeah. 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 A oh, groundbreaking horror movie. Groundbreaking horror um, movie. Uh, Bill Murray, that, uh, Scrooged, right? No. No, that was not Scrooged. Not. Unfortunately, that was, that, yeah, that, <laughs> Uh, uh, no, that wasn't her, but she, she was also, remember, she was also from Marion from... Um, Indiana Jones, uh, and they had a very similar vibe of yeah. yeah of, of, and of, she's had some pretty um, uh, as far as her career went. She's worked with some really big directors yeah. in the in Brian De Palma and Sisters, um, The Great Wall of Pepper with Robert Redford. I mean, these were seventies movies. movies. Yeah, that, she that she were, was a she was a rising ingenue type star. And unfortunately, she really and also got... like not, but also on Broadway too. I mean, she... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... The issue was essentially her addictions and her 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 her, her mental issues, mm -hmm. and you know, and she became an activist because of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, but that really put her, that put whatever superstardom that she would have that she had attained as Lois Lane, and you know kind of put the kibosh on any rise in the career that would have happened, unfortunately. Uh, but she was uh, she was good-natured about her role as, as Lois Lane, 
And in later years, she became a big ambassador for the you know the franchise of Superman, and uh, appeared in stuff. Um, she she did a she did a guest thing on Smallville, right? Yeah, she did have a guest on Smallville. Yeah. Um, the one that um, I, I mentioned it I mentioned it to you, uh, which I also find in her Wikipedia is that um, back in the day, if you were growing up in the '80s and you had HBO. One of the things that they just kept replaying was a um, a live performance of her of the her her st- a live stage stage performance of Bus Stop. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Matheson was also in it, and I, if I do recall, a younger James Cromwell was in that as well, and uh, Margaret Kidder was the um, was the the waitress. No, it was it. If I recall, Bus Stop, it it was. Just, Everyone stops at this one diner waiting for the next bus to, and I, and I believe she was trying to get to Topeka, <laughs> right? So, um, and you know, it's just one of those things that just kept replaying, replaying and, you know, I mean, there's nothing else to watch. Yeah. Thought, it was one know. of those and everyone has their own personal mythology of yeah, that sort yeah, of yeah. like, what was this thing that was always on? <laughs> I don't know if it was good or bad. I just was always on. Yeah. And then like, you know, for a long time afterwards, uh, she disappeared. And Well, again, addiction and other things had, mm-hmm. you know, swallowed her pretty wholly at, at a certain point. You know, they were, she did become a, a punchline, unfortunately. Now, did she uh, ever cross cross paths with Fisher? I, mean, I know they did. Uh, she did. Ooh, that, that was. Kidder did the, the vagina monologues. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know if they, I don't know if they, but yeah, the, similar, yeah, you're very, you, the, uh, similar t- time of, of fame, you know, similar. You heard about the, the apology monologue, it's, it's called uh, the, the penis apologies. <laughs> you gave, you gave him that opening. You gave him, I just want to let you don't, know. You gave don't him that look opening. at me, man. You, I blame you. It's like, yeah, uh, I'm enabling <laughs> him to monkey You're wrench. You're a monkey wrench enabler. Like, that's no, what you are. No. You're a monkey. No, that was England. funny, and it was. Kenji relevant. had his own family, and I just want you to know this. Kenji had his own. You're family. Just, I like just... to retile them relevant wrenches. Okay. They're, they're, no, they're never. They're never relevant. So, but um, you know, as we said, she's a huge part of Margot Kidder is a huge part of the most influential comic book superhero movie of all time. And I will go to my grave saying that they are all swimming in the wake of that film and trying to recreate its magic, its verisimilitude, its chemistry, its chemistry, its pop culture iconography. Um, And, you know, she was no small part of making that movie work. I've always said that Superman the movie is very much like three movies. You have (laughs) this highfalutin science fantasy deal uh, which is all the stuff that's on Krypton which is a large fun Kal-El. you know yen y- you got got himself Jor-El to pl- you know to be played by Brando and then we get this America we get this nostalgia dripped um I could use a bucket of chicken we had get this nostalgia dripping uh, Americana section which is the middle uh, which is the whole all the stuff on in Smallville and then it becomes his gal Friday when we get to Metropolis and now, the, the superhero theme, stuff the, the starts. Theme, and she's a big part of making that snappy dialogue and that back and forth. Is, is it called Lois's theme? Is that the name of the, the track? Is that what that's called? Can you read my mind? Oh, that's right. 
can you read my mind? Can you tell what I'm thinking of? <laughs> Wondering why you are all the wonderful things that you are. Here I am, like a kid at a school, making love to a god. Ha, I'm a fool. Here I am, shivering like a little girl. You can see right through me. <laughs> my, um, one of my pals, um, um, from Facebook posted this. This is the, the picture of, uh, Superman holding Lois mm-hmm. during that sequence. Yeah. You know, and. Iconic. It it's... really, it, but it really gut punched me because, uh, it's something that you'll just remember as part of your childhood. If you were born uh, around the seventies, you know, which is when I was born. Um, you just, I, Superman the movie is, it's the primer on love and death and it, it, I'm, we're not, I'm not, I'm not uh, even joking. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it is, and it's theological. It's a whole, and again, it is, it's success is not in do any small part to what Margot Kidder brought to the, the table. So a moment of silence for our Lois Lane. Margot Kidder. And so now X we... gonna give it to you. Gonna give <laughs> it to you. It's gonna give it to you. I try and make these 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 fade outs from the immemorium sections like somber, and these guys always never like. It's like we gotta go right into it. We gotta go right into it. <laughs> no, you know. It. <laughs> I can tell that you guys really are dreading this review. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, we're, we'll 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 get into it. So, um, Jonathan did not I didn't see, see it. it unfor- Jonathan this is did not see it. a real spoiler for me. Now, it, Jonathan, it still is entertaining as heck. Hey, should I go see it? Should I go to the theater and spend my good money? Ed, you give him you give him your answer. I'll give him my answer. Give him your answer. Should she? Should he go to the movies um, and theaters and see it? If. Yeah, if you want to have and, a good... And I am a fan of the first one. Then go watch it. Will I be sadly disappointed? No, you won't be disappointed. Okay. But at the same time, um, yeah, we'll get into that stuff later. What's My answer, answer is <laughs> you'll be happier if you wait to see it on Netflix. Really? I, okay. I'd rather... I, I If it comes down to whether you really want to, you know, leave your hard-earned cash at that box office instead of, you know... And I let me tell you, John. subscription and not pay... And let yeah. me tell you, John. He, by the way, AJ. <laughs> AJ, didn't, we we bought him. I bought him. My the cousin ticket. AJ, sometime contributor to the show. We bought him the ticket, and he did not. He was a no show. What? And uh, I said, and what did I say? You're dead to me. He's dead to me now. <laughs> You're dead pulled to me now. This guy was dead sitting. I was. Uh, my wife was next to me, and he was. Uh, <laughs> Love Miguel you, was a Love seat you, ahead of me. <laughs> um, right by the way, I saw him at the communion. He was really sorry about that. He was really sorry. He was. Ed's giving me this look. Oh, man, that sucks. Because me and AJ flaked, huh? So, um, you yucked it up. L- there was so much laughter coming out I of I laughed a lot. I, I, but I, what did I say after we got out? I said, this film... Part of the issue is, is that the first film sets the bar so high. And not just because the first film was funny. The first film delivered on the two other elements that it needed to deliver on. 
it delivered as an a character. It is well, it delivered on the sense that it's a funny movie, mm-hmm. but it also delivers on the action, <clears throat> but is strangely heartfelt in terms of its characterization. You are on board again, not too dissimilar to what we were saying about Margot Kidder and Christopher Reeve. Marina Bacarin and Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson. We you gotta, gotta Marina you, you bought into the relationship. You, you they were into... on board with that relationship. <laughs> Daddy very oh very much. And you know, because you were buying into what they had, it, you you were on board with everything else. Emotionally, it, it made it work. There were stakes. There were consequences. Yeah, and... you were you were into that. And it, and it, as an action movie, there's some really good action in the first Deadpool. A very well thought out, good ca- fight choreography. Now, good, good, good effects. All, all the nine. And here we the... are at at the sequel since the first one made a billion dollars. Uh, eight hundred something. It's close, close right? enough, close enough for a movie with a, with a uh, character most people did not know with a who budget the hell of he was. Forty three million. Wait, y- yeah, it was something along those something lines. Like it, that, was, right? it was it was high thirties peanuts. Uh, or early forties. Uh, made eight hundred mil back. Okay, was a surprise crossover hit, mm-hmm. and again resonated with people. We talked with mom earlier here on the show. Mom and grandmother. My mom and my grandmother love Deadpool. Very excited for the sequel. They love they love that first movie. And so the expectations are pretty high. So that is, you know, I'm not going to deny that that doesn't put a, some weight on your, yeah, how po- you're going to criticize it. Because I'm expecting as good a time and, and for it to be all around the same quality or to exceed the first installment. Um, Fox puts out this sequel. It's uh, with a budget of $110 million, um, according to Wikipedia, box office. At this point, is three hundred one point three. Well, it was people wanted to see the sequel. Mm -hmm. Now the question is, will it have legs? Right, and that is the question of its overall quality to me. And I, the the thing about Deadpool is that uh, it's kind of one dimensional after a while. It's just going to be about just you're not you're not that dirty jokes, right? And 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 that that and that's what more can you do? And that's actually a point of uh, controversy with this property in particular. I call it the Walking Dead syndrome. How many times can you kill the zombie and still be entertained? Yeah. So, I mean, the the point of controversy (laughs) is that, so, you know, at this point, we're not really sure what the conversation is uh, with the business deal between Fox and... And, and and Marvel of or Disney and of for the happening. longest time, a lot of people said, "Well, the one thing you don't touch is Deadpool. Mm-hmm. That if you were going to roll that over into, you could do it and not have to explain a single thing. Just that ah, Deadpool's in the MCU now. Live with it, and you know <laughs> now more different jokes. Uh, I honestly think that this film might have put in jeopardy that. Really." I don't, I don't, Ed, I just don't see this resonating. I see it being, I, I can see someone coming. That's a great start. I can say, I can see John, it being a film where people are fine with it, but I don't think anyone loves this movie and they certainly don't love it the way they're going to love. They love that first one. Now that's that's a big, that's a big emotional drop off. Even if you say. Ah, it was still entertaining. It was still good. It still did all the things it needed to do. It probably does do all that. Like I said, it it delivered on the dirty jokes. 
the problem is, is it doesn't deliver on the other two aspects I said. I don't think that you are as emotionally invested in this story anywhere near you were in the first one. And I certainly don't think that it was a, even a great action movie. So since all it did was, yeah, Deadpool's really funny. Those gags, they hit. But So um, you're talking about the action uh, cable yeah, can, can played you... by Josh Brolin from the future. <laughs> uh, basically, he's just a like real a, miss opportunity. Yeah. Real miss. Just like any um, character who's introduced and time travels involved. Cable, for those of you who don't know, Cable is um, a character established in the X Men lore as the son of uh, Scott Summers, also known as Cyclops, leader of the and X-Men. Madeline Pryor, who's the clone, an of alternate Jean clone Gray, an alternate of Jean Grey. Yes, so. And he was uh, basically originally, um, as I understand it, uh, that's the problem. You have to say, as I understand, as I understand it, because he was, it's he that was sent crazy. to the present to prevent something. Now, in the cartoons, he was uh, he was he was sent to prevent um, a a an outbreak of a disease that whatever. Yeah, whatever. and in the comics, it was essentially. He had been sent to the future because he had been infected by this techno-organic virus. Legacy virus. It wasn't the legacy oh, virus. No, 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 no. It was a techno-organic virus. He's sent in the future to stop the to cure it or to stop it from killing him. And then he's raised there. And in that period, it's apocalypse rules the earth. Mm-hmm. And he then gets sent back in time to try and prevent that future from coming to pass, yada, yada, yada. Now, here he's, he's been a longtime member of the, of, of the world of mutants, hmm. been leader of the new mutants, led X-Force, been on the X-Men, been off the X-Men, had his whole thing. He kind of plays as this sort of like third wheel spoiler character these days because he's sort of out of time. Almost like an ex machina of, of, of sorts, right? You know what I mean? He's just injected... Yeah. Every time, every time a, a, a time travel character comes in, it's like, oh, you're gonna do that, you know? Yeah, he's and, he's that, and so, but he has his following. He's indicative of a certain yeah. era. Thanks which, to Rob Liefeld again. Well, the man who created Deadpool also created Cable, and um, you know, he has a following. There are fans who like, and he has a connection to the 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 deeper mythos because, again, the whole Cyclops part. Fine. All right. I wasn't necessarily expecting them to go. They needed to re- redo Dead, uh, Cable in this movie. I wasn't expecting a one-for-one recreation of him. But they don't do anything with his character. And you know what? I didn't. He's ex- an intro. There is one thing. Okay. There's one thing that they do that I thought was very funny, and it was sort of meta in that. Did you notice every time Cable's music and everything was? It was the music from basically, it wasn't, they didn't play it, but it was done in the style of the Terminator 1 music. It was very much in that. And I was like, oh, get it. Time travel, cyborg guy. Uh, Okay. Funny. But they don't do anything else. His interplay with Deadpool is, it's almost non-existent. How many, he, Deadpool has one running gag, which is the whole like, Ah, uh, you're racist because he kills a character called Black Tom Cassidy, who's a character from the comics. And then, like, he, Deadpool keeps going. And by the way, Black Tom Cassidy is a white guy. He's Irish. <laughs> so, but he keeps going. Cable, I hope that you, you know, you, you, you'll one day be able to. Did you kill? 
did you kill Black Tom because he was black or something? Is I hope one day you can stop being racist. And Cable's like, I'm not racist. But that was like the extent of any like gag that they had between them. It wasn't, they didn't really have this really funny interplay. And then Cable's motivations don't feel, well, they could have been bigger. They just made it. His whole deal is that he's John Connor of sorts sent to, not not John Connor. And on it, not his his own. He's Kyle Reese. It's not even for a bigger reason. It's for a smaller reason because, spoilers, John, he goes to the, he, he travels to the present day, to the past, his past. To prevent um, a, a, a mutant kid from becoming a, a killer, a killer, That's basically what who all ends up this, to. who ends up killing, who ends up as a result of this kid that Deadpool meets and was one of these like should be in the Xavier school, right? He he goes out of control one day, and essentially Deadpool happens to be there. Well, well, we'll get into why Gable, Deadpool is even at the Xavier Institute. <laughs> <laughs> and essentially, oh, this kid because he goes down a dark path. Cable he ends up killing Cable's family, and Cable time travels to stop him or kill him. Right? Okay, fine. <sighs> that's the essential like motivation that's going on for Deadpool in this film. How Deadpool ends up at the Xavier School, though, is this. We start the film off with Deadpool is just being Deadpool. I've decided to be the hero who takes out all the scumbags of the universe. Okay, right. I'm, you know, let the good guys fight Doctor Doom, you know, and Thanos. Uh, You know, if you're a sex trafficker, if you're doing all this stuff, if you're hurting kids, Deadpool's the guy. Okay, which, all right, fine. I guess that's... Your way of establishing that this totally horrendous person you're rooting for. Okay, he's killing even worse people. Fine. So he's going on that mission and we get a whole weird setup him with the cab driver again. He gets home and oh, he's continued he's he's continued his relationship with Marina Bacaran and her character. And then out of nowhere, we see vengeance for one of his hits comes through the front door and Marina Bacaran's character dies. And they make a good joke of it in that the credits roll and they're done in the sort of like Skyfall, James Bond-esque way with CGI Mm -hmm. looping, you know, multiple versions of the characters, women's, you know, but like even in the middle of that, the credits are going, the credits themselves are speaking to you going from the guy who brought you wait holy shit did that just happen right no that can't be it are you shitting me they can't begin the movie this way like that's going so like it's a good joke but i'm also like what where are we going and then it's like okay deadpool is depressed because his girl is dead and he's going off the deep end he doesn't know what to do next People are worried about him. Everyone is like, oh my God. And then he ends up at, he ends up getting a berth at the school under Colossus's like. Yeah. And the gags were there too, right? He's, he's sort of recovering. Um, Colossus is helping him recover from his, from his depression. And he's stealing Professor X's chair. 
and he's like, why is it only, why is it ever just you two, uh, Negasonic Teenage uh, Warhead and Colossus, and there are no other X-Men? Meanwhile, there's a door. A door that opens. He doesn't right even before, see it. Right, just a, a quick pan where it's Beast. I, I saw Cyclops, basically that group, and he's closing the- And they the, close the door. They're closing the door. It's like- Again, lots of clever gags, okay? There's a whole thing where we- uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead has a girlfriend now who is apparently another mutant at the school- uh, I don't forget her name, but she has a weird thing where she, she's always happy to see Deadpool. Hey, Wade. Hi, Yukio. <laughs> Just, okay. There's a lot of good, good gags. So they intersect with the story where, again, they get called out. This kid who's, I guess that, is that actor New, from New Zealand? Um. What the the kid? The kid, yeah. Is he from yeah, New Zealand? Yeah, I think he. Um, as a matter of fact, yes, because he was in that movie that uh, Taika Taika directed. Oh, he was the kid, the, the, the wildebeest from from uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Okay, yeah. all right. Can I just say, so that's a big part of the film. They come across this kid who's being he's a mutant. He's in like a group home. He's being abused. Deadpool takes it upon himself to. I want to kill the the headmaster who's doing this here. Julian Dennison. That's Julian Dennison. Yeah. And then so then Cable shows up and he wants to. St- and here's the problem: that kid in this movie. Because I got to tell you, I didn't even realize it was the same kid from Hunt the Wilder People. Is very Rebel Wilson. They go very Rebel Wilson with him and his character. And you you know who I'm talking about, Rebel Wilson from uh, Fat Amy, yeah, Fat pitch, Amy. Pitch, right. pitch Pitch Perfect, okay. And you know that Rebel Wilson can be actually can be very very entertaining, but we also know that a little of her goes a long way, mm-hmm. and that's what I felt with this kid. And I don't think that that approach to how they were presenting him made you care about him. The, the made the connection. There were moments and, where I felt like, wow, they threw him and Deadpool into the mutant jail. And, um, because that's what they do. The mutants, you know, if you, if you are out of line with your powers, do they call it the fridge or something? Uh, the cooler, something the, the like cooler that, or something like that. Right. So, and here's a kid, he's scared out of his gourd, you know, and he's, they, they've got the, 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 the inhibitor collars, inhibitor collars and, um, you know, like you kind of felt for him for a moment, but then of course, Cable shows up Cable and we got to get up. the plot and you know, right. kicking in. And... Because a, a Deadpool, and you know what? This, if this, I'm, I'm just going to be devil's advocate for just a moment about about. You can Deadpool. like it. You can like I'm it. I'm just going to try because you know, uh, I, like there has to be something worth of a takeaway here. Is that Deadpool? What they did try to sell you on is that Deadpool is a noble. Uh, scumbag he, no, well he's there a, was noble a bit of, scumbag he, tr- he tried to pull a little bit of nobility here which is that you're going to be the hero yeah, and again this is where it gets into a weird area mm-hmm. all right because again it's all based off of what i said john killing marina baccarin that's supposed to be deadpool's through line in this film can can we tell him about what happens at the end what, what, what? about uh Mar- about vanessa dying and what he does at the end uh, Marina Baccarin's character. Okay, what 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 does he do at the end? 
Oh yeah, well yeah, then we'll get into how that oh, again okay, makes right, things murky. Right, yeah, right. that does make things murky. Oh, but okay, so his through line is is that he's supposed to go back in time. And, no, again, you, you you screwed me up. The, the through <laughs> line is is that uh, he's all like um, beat up on the inside because of Marina Baccarin dying. Okay, he blows himself up at one point and has a near death experience, and every time he's a near death experience, he's like. She's there, and he's like, "I'm here with you now, baby. I I want to be with you," but he can't reach her. Oh, I can't reach you. Why? And she's like, she sees him. They again, they're in like you know an idealized version of their world. And cue cue the the slow version of Aha's take on me. Yes, <laughs> with the you know take like a, you're yes. in the land of living. He's I'm not the even. Land she's not dead. even joking. They do that in yeah. the movie. It's like take on you know. It's and it's like, so she's like, "Oh, your heart is not in the right place." And I'm like, "Okay, he's a." He's been a killer for hire for however long. His heart was never in the right place, but okay, fine. All right, so he gets this sort of idea that I, I've got to champion this kid. Every time he has, he has a couple of these near-death experiences in the movie. Mm. And it's like, you got to put your right in the right place, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So he <laughs> decides they're going to free this kid, set him on the right path. He can prevent... He can be the person that Marina Karen wants him to be and stop this tragedy from happening to Cable in the future. And we know that Cable's future is bad because Cable literally walks around with a uh, a burned teddy bear that was his daughter's. Okay, that's how we're going to know the future is going to yeah, be that's, right Yeah, that's that's the uh, the McFly photo. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. It's like And we also learned that in this holding cell in this uh the, this cooler this this prison is a real they say the, the, this whole place holds a real monster in it and we find out that the, the monster in this place is the juggernaut another version of the juggernaut which has been well hidden a uh, well hidden secret yeah they um, didn't let you know at all i didn't expect that uh for good and he was able to do because it was so much cg motion capture so Essentially, we the the idea is that oh well because this kid linked up with the juggernaut, that's how he becomes this cold hearted, mm-hmm. no care bastard killer in the future. And Deadpool wants to stop that. He needs to somehow prevent that future from happening. Oh, they, and that's and they, how he puts together. By I'm the like, way, they they pan through the whole like, oh, so your brother, your, your brother who's who's in the wheelchair. Yeah, um, they don't, they don't, they, they, it's a lot the of Juggernaut that, is, you know, is Charles Xavier's brother. Right. Right. So they do this whole, like, it's all, re- the whole movie is retconning all over the place. Yeah, I know. Right. So, okay. So essentially dead, that's why Deadpool puts together X-Force, right? And it's again, all that, what you see Let's in the Let's get trailer. into De- X-Force. Yes. Okay. Um, X-Force, Deadpool just. What a moon. I, the, as lackluster as I'm saying, as I feel this movie is. There's something about the balls. They just put they, their balls out there with that because, John, you saw the trailers. They built that up, right? Here's X-Force. Here are these characters. Oh, it's a big deal. He's recruiting him for this mission. Okay, I'm going to go down the list. Zazzy Beats is Domino. Okay, by the way, which I think was one of the better things of this movie. Um, uh, Bill Skarsgård is Zeitgeist. Bill Skarsgård is It. No, I'm sorry. Uh, what's his face? Penny, Pennywise, right? Um, uh, uh, Terry Crews is Bedlam. By the way, I know nothing about these characters except yeah, yes. for Domino. Um, 
who else was there? There was also Pete. Pete. The one surprising one, Shatterstar, Shatterstar, played by who is who played uh, Shatterstar? Shatterstar is played by uh, Louis Tan, an <laughs> actor. Um, the one character that they have is, by the way, John. There's there's an, an X Forcer, the Vanisher, the Vanisher. Ah! Okay, and the Vanisher, they don't tell you who that person is because you can't see him. It's sort of like you're not you know, even sure if he's anything but imaginary. Right. It's like uh, except for these moments where. Like they jump out of the they jump out of the plane, and this is the kicker. They they get the, the ready for that mission. The parachute is around a form, <laughs> but you don't see him. Nice. Unt- Here's okay. where because it's that parachute scene where it all goes south. So the idea is the kid is getting transported, um, with all these other mutants because Cable attacked that prison that him and Deadpool were in, right? So they got to bring them to someplace else. So they're like, hey, we got to attack. Yeah, it turns into a heist movie. We got we to gotta attack th- this place. So all of the, we're going to go there and we're going to, you know. Free him, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So they jump out of the planes, parachute mission. And I just, I also want to set the table here. John, you have no idea how many people online were so excited to see all these characters. Shatterstar and and Domino, oh, it's X X Force is together on the yeah. screen this together. Is, this is a, a, um, a Rob Liefeld's we- oh Li- Rob Liefeld wet dream here. Right. So if you were a fan of that '90s stuff, fine. <laughs> they jump out of the helicopter and then jump one by one. They proceed to get killed over and over again in like a matter of five minutes, except for Domino. Okay, you can't because she's the female lead. You can't kill and her. And they give her that luck power thing. Right. So So they were like, oh, Terry like, Crews is like, we're ready to see some Terry Crews, but no. C- he, because the wind was against them. <laughs> that was the whole thing is the not the wind. There's a lot the, of turbulence. There's no, turbulence. <laughs> wait. Okay, here we go. We're down. No, we're moving off to the side a little. A little side. No. Okay. We got to regroup. So Terry Crews gets killed by a bus. Um... Oh, did you know Alan Tudyk was in this? Redneck number two. Yeah, he's when when yes, he, oh, he shows up. That. Oh, you, I thought you recognize him. Yeah, Tudyk is there when uh when Cable transports from the future. Okay. He's in that he's the one that he steals the, the he's the one who steals um uh Cable steals their car. But anyway, so <laughs> Shatterstar gets liquefied in helicopter blades. Uh Terry Cruz gets hit by a bus. I think Pete Pete gets killed that way too. Doesn't Pete get Pete like is a- trying uh who falls into the the the, the, the tree chopper? Zeitgeist falls into a, a chipper. A chipper. And then he and barks. Pete is like, no, we're gonna you're oh, gonna make right. it, buddy. And then he gets puked on by him. By, uh, by and, 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 and it's an acidic barf. And Pete dies. So and the vanisher hits a bunch of power lines. And we find out as his power shorts <laughs> out, Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Brad Pitt was the vanisher. And you're like, and you only see him for that two seconds like, when what? he dies. What? What? Did I just? What? What? That's what happened? Funny. So, essentially, this that was a big middle finger to all of the people who were like, "I'm going to see X Force. I'm going to see these characters," and they're there for like two seconds. They don't play any other part of the movie. So it's kind of a brilliant fu, 
At the same time, I do understand. Like, wait a minute, why did you? Don't, and, and given you I'm built not a fan. it up, you built it up. This was the payoff. I don't know. I'm not a Rob Liefeld fan, so I didn't have a problem. Right. But again, it's like for the story's sake, it's like yeah, that's it's like a again, huge gag. And a, that's a big the setup thing. And, a huge and gag. that is a part of saying, is it only the gags you were interested in? If you were only interested in the gags, this film delivered. Um, but a gag only goes like, listen, yeah, five minutes, fifteen minutes, of and it then is that's fine. they want you to be invested. It's not a gag. It's different if if it was just played totally fourth wall breaking. I don't yeah, it's care. Not, it's not like but it's the jackass, second, and I think the second. Here's the issue: the second you killed Marina Bacaran's character, the air was let out of that movie. Because now it's like. Wait, I don't know. I don't know how much I can be. I don't know how to feel. How can you be emotionally attached to Deadpool? And it's like she's gone, and that she's gone. And now, do you want me to play this for fun or not? All right, both of those things have their issues. If you play that for fun, then it is. It's just airless. If you play it seriously, and it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun involved. But now here, if you play it seriously. Then that becomes another issue. A big issue is this kid, is the relationship Deadpool, Deadpool and this kid and his fate, right? His fate, this kid's fate. Because I don't, I never felt a real connection to mm. that kid. And it's all played for laughs. Now, granted, I didn't like, yeah. I'm going to back up. The performances were pretty on, pretty good on key and there you know, I see no everyone one was with the kid was good this. everyone with the kid Josh was very good Brolin was on his game but at the same time these are they didn't like, do anything they didn't with do anything with him you know and um the, I thought he was really effective as cable he was a good straight man he was uh, like the Terminator yeah the, unstoppable the, the action but, scene where 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 they're on the on the the, the truck the transport for the transport people, yeah. domino landing in there um, and then she's trying to fight off Cable. Deadpool jumps in the fray with the with the red the uh, um, uh, uh, Vespa. Uh, Vespa. <laughs> um, and then they delivered on some Deadpool. They moments, did him on the Vespa. Like the they, mirror. They mirrored the scene from uh, Wolverine X Men Origins, where he's sort of he's he takes the two katanas and he's chopping down the bullets. Right. Mirrored it. Exactly. Except, Except the punchline is, ow! <laughs> those bullets are really fast. Those are really he got fast hit. bullets because there's no way he could possibly. <laughs> he gets. I think he essentially gets one, and then they everything all else is like pass throughs it. Yeah. Uh, which is another thing is there are some gags that are in the trailers that aren't in the movie. Um, I don't think he says the fast bullets line. As a matter of fact. Oh, you're right. You're right. They change. I think there are a bunch of yeah, them yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But regardless. There's a lot of there's a lot of funny stuff. There's a whole. Speaking of Brad Pitt, there's a whole. Uh, there's a whole uh, um, uh, 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 vampire, interview with a vampire. Uh, interview with a vampire gig throughout it all because the, the 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 taxi driver that we're introduced from the first film is all like, I have a taste now. I have a taste for it. I'm like, it is like you know, like Kristen Dunst in Interview with a Vampire. She wants more. So they yeah, they they do. Again, it's like, funny I'm, stuff. I'm ready to move on. To I, be... I need to be a I need to be a contract killer. Right. That's what he wants to be. Um, which, by the way, I uh, someone someone said t- t- told me the um, the other day that apparently Brad Pitt and and Tom Cruise did not get along in an interview with the vampire. I I don't, and I didn't know that. 
And apparently that's why they never made the sequel. We learn something new every day. Uh, but anyway, I, I won't be surprised. <laughs> anyway, um, so, all right, we have a big action set piece. Cable and Deadpool come to an understanding that uh, give me a chance to save this kid. All right, uh, Colossus gets in on it because people love that. The Colossus really does feel Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. They both kind of feel to me like you guys are just here because you were in the first movie. Like they have a fight between Colossus and Juggernaut, and you know, okay, can I okay. can I just can I just get that, get this off my chest, right? The Juggernaut is by far one of the most powerful um, Hulk level uh, Hulk guys. level guys, right? Because, and his powers are based on magic. I don't care what anyone says. And um, and you even see Deadpool trying to get off the helmet in Spider Man fashion. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Right. So. Um, and how do they take him out? It's it's a fight between Juggernaut, Colossus, Negasonic was involved, and Yuki. The the, the right. Somehow, his pa- Juggernaut's pants were pulled down. There was a an, an active um, um, live wire, yeah. that was plugged in, like just plugged a big into electric his, cable, right it right up his right up his ass. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And he sort of pushed into a water, pool yeah, of water, and that takes him out. Oh my goodness! The juggernaut, you know, this is where I there is there is. I again, feel like I have to be that's the, that the, the weird. Advocate for but the see, that's the weird thing where you go. Do you know who I am, bitch? Exactly. I'm the juggernaut. There's this sort of like, well, if all you care about is the gags, then that doesn't matter. Right. Then the inherent dignity of these characters is like, who cares? It's comedy. The problem is, is that I they do want you to then also be no, no, no. Take these other parts serious, and I'm not saying it's impossible to balance those out. A lot of films do balance that out. Here, I just feel they, as always, they had an opportunity. They, they had an opportunity, and maybe another part of the problem good. is this. You know, part of the lore of the first Deadpool movie is the fact that Reynolds went to the screenplay writers and said to them, "Re." Brush up this screenplay every year. Make sure the jokes are fresh, that any angle of the story is fresh, that, you know, you oh, well, this is a better idea than... I can't help but feel that when you workshop something like that for close to 10 years, it's going to be tight. That's going to be a tight movie, tight story, as compared to a quickie sequel, which is... Now we got to make a sequel. We got to write this down. What do we got? That you maybe you don't have the same amount of time to put the le- level of care and effort into it. Now, the first film was directed by, um, what's, what's his, uh, I'm trying to remember here. Hang on a second here. Uh, first Deadpool. Well, this was one of the John Wick guys, right? Did this? No, one. Well, this one was, yeah, this, this guy is directed by David Leach who directed John Wick. Who went on to direct uh, Atomic Blonde? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I, I didn't watch. Um, but he's a he's known for stunts. He's a stunt director, right? right? Yeah, and and there's something to be said about. I understand thinking Ryan Reynolds' charisma and a funny script is all this film needs. And maybe on that level, it is. You know, like you said, it's do it did three hundred million already. It sort of has. This is what the Deadpool brand is. People want, like you said, filthies. But John, you mentioned if the if the first film had something more than just filthy humor more than just cutting edge humor it had oh i was into these characters and the through line there was compelling and well done 
Yeah. Oh, Tim Miller directed the first uh, Deadpool. Tim Miller, right, 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 right. right, right. And I know that they were Tim Miller who directed those uh, that great uh, DC Universe online uh, CGI uh, short film. Uh, And did he? uh, Oh, he he designed uh, Girl Tattoo Dragon and Thor: The Dark World. Um, Yeah, I mean, but there was also some falling out, right? With with I don't know if it was a falling out. I, I I just think it was they he couldn't do the sequel. I think he's got other things. And it, regardless, part of the issue may just be that that first film is so good and no sequel was going to live up to that standard. Now, do, do Ed, know, do Ed, Ed is you're of the opinion that it's worth your time. You can go to the movies. No, I said, <laughs> if you want to have fun, like senseless fun and you want to just waste your money, go ahead. Cause again, cause there are some good, funny gags. Yeah. Uh, you're, gonna, you, you're gonna have a good time. Uh, that's why I'm an X Men trainee. That was a, that was a funny moment. They, they kept going. It was like there was like it was like that's why I that's why I'm an X Men. Yeah, you're an X Men trainee. Do you want to do another the Margot Kidder uh, connection? Lauren Donna Schuler. Uh, Lauren Schuler Donner was uh, was a producer in this. Yeah, of course, and the, she's right. Richard Donner's wife, and so that's, everything's connected. We are a family. That was a stretch. It was a stretch. Right, My anus hurts. I need the preparation H. Whoa. Because you pull it out of your ass. <laughs> pull it right out of your ass. But uh, I, I don't know where they go. Oh, by the way, and here's, yeah, okay, here's a post-credits. Let's get to the post-credits. Get to the post-credits, right? Um, which I think, had they left it at one or two, would have been fine. Okay, but... so, Jonathan, Cable can only go back once and return back to his time his own timeline okay he decided to um, he sacrifices his shot to save deadpool or right. whatever because of the kid right or because i mean his family's safe after all and decides to return the favor they yeah exactly. can't go back can't go back which by the way f- shout out because there's a reference to x force in the comics where at one point in the film deadpool's costume gets covered completely in a gray with ash and that's his costume from X Force when he's in the comics. All right. Uh, but so anyway, so kids, kid is no longer on the dark path. No. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. All right. They walk he away. He had a X-Force. pseudo. He had a pseudo death scene, by the way, which was very funny because it just kept going on. It was like, no, yes, I'm ready to die right now, but not yet because. And that music, by the way, is Logan's death music. Okay, but <laughs> by the way, that's how the movie starts too. Is Logan on his death log? It's it's a it's sort of like a wind up toy, and it's Logan Logan's body on on the stake, and you see Logan on the log his, on the log, and it's spinning. and because because it's one of those movies that that starts off with with a, a scene in the middle, which is so you're probably wondering how I got here, and um, it's because Vanessa's dead. Uh, Deadpool is about to just blow everything to bits. He, you know, he's done. That's he's done. Logan died in his movie. Yeah, it just gonna, says Logan died. I'm gonna die. And by in the way, he movie. blames Logan, like the movie. You've you've you stole this, my you stole everything from me. You stole my R rating. <laughs> this, you put the stakes up so high that there's no way for me to reach it. So anyway, um, yeah. So Cable can only come back. In, he can only go back once in his little time device that he had brought with him, right? But we find out at the end of the post credit scene 
Nothing matters anymore. Nothing because... matters because Deadpool has a time machine now. Negasonic Teenage Warhead and her girlfriend fix the time machine. And, oh, guess what? I guess he didn't. I guess Vanessa didn't die. Because now it's like he goes, wow, I really hope that I shave this, uh, this butter, uh, this butter spreader. Yeah, and then the because guy. Because that was, they make a, they make a, they make a point of, that's the only weapon he had. Mm. And so he and then has the gunman, now a sharpened. The gunman's about to, about to, to, to shoot pull the trigger. He has a sharpened butter spreader, throws it. Oh, dead guy. Okay, so she did the movie happen? Now I don't know. <laughs> but then Deadpool decides to write other various wrongs. <laughs> it's the it's it's the end of X Men Origins Wolverine. Hugh Jackman is there. They didn't film anything new. It looked like they just yeah. Used they just the pulled footage. it off of the footage from the so from like the movie. there is when Deadpool in X Men Origin shows up with the no mouth and he's there in the doorway and Hugh Jackman is like the claws come out and like, just well, as I, they're doing well, they're I having guess, that showdown. Well, I guess Stryker found some way to shut you up, and then bang hey. in the head. There's Deadpool, our Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, and he's like. Sorry, just uh, just uh, cleaning up the timelines. Bang, bang, bang! He, he shoots him more with uh, with just this holding shot. We're, on, we're laughing on here. Wolverine's we're laughing face, here. just like like again. Wolverine doesn't quite know what to make of this, and then it's like, ah, oh, we're having a lot of fun. And what was another one? What was one of the other okay? <clears throat> Ryan Reynolds is at the writing table. Ryan Reynolds, the yes! actor. Yes, Ryan Reynolds is picking up the on a typewriter, and. Puts in the the I've, I you know I don't even know if he actually does this where he puts in the final, the final period on and Green it's like La- the cover Green Lantern, letter to the Green Lantern the script. screenplay, right? Okay. Oh, this is gonna be great. It's like, boom! Right through, like a big it, bullet hole right through his head. And there's right. Deadpool then, says, "Thank you, Canada. Thank you, you're, Canada. You're, you're welcome, Canada. You're welcome, Canada. Nice. Okay, so yeah, and that goes to show you." That shit works. That's funny stuff. <laughs> but what does it mean? But it doesn't. What the, was it going? The rest of the movie, I don't think you care. And I think because of that, it just suffers from Ooh. it. It the gags were good, but everything else kind of fell through. So I saw we. That's all else we're gonna have to say about this movie. I think there's not much else to defend or 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 chew over. I felt it was lackluster. I think you can wait for it. And you know, it doesn't and, matter what we think because it's still going to make a lot of money. You know what I mean? Here's the question is, what will it do to these yeah, franchises where's it go? going forward? I'm not sure this makes... I don't think this puts a lot of impetus to make an X-Force movie. I don't feel anyone in the audience is connected to Gable. I don't think that they're... Yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing where that's going to go. But that's me. Anyway, uh, that was our Deadpool show. Uh, we're sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, mom. We're sorry, I'm very, very sorry, mom. For but they, you know. But really, I mean, he said Kojak. I, I it had to be brought I, up. I have to really like. I want. I wish I. I don't know. I feel like I want to talk to some of these X Force fans. They and need... go. Why? <laughs> Why? Who? Like. That's that's uh, that's what I felt back in 1995, Ed. But that's neither here nor there. I, I just don't understand. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's all we have to say. That's all we have to say. Yeah. So uh, until next time, Han Solo. Han Solo to be continued. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, I guess. Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.